Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of OA News Overtime. I'm Jordan Hill with Justin Lee. As always, Justin. We're back. What's going on this week? We're here. You tell me, man. You went to went to Birmingham, went to the ham. The big city. For an in-person interview. I know. What is it, 2019? In the year of our Lord, 2021. <laughs> Who can believe it? Yeah. I, guess, I mean, I guess that's the place to start, right? Yeah. I mean, that's been probably the most exciting thing we've done <laughs> since we had one open uh, That's pretty sad. Spring practice. Yeah. But, <laughs> but we're slowly getting back to normal. So, yeah. Talk uh, to two people. Auburn. Yeah. Three people in Auburn, person. Auburn uh, had the ambush tour where they're going out and, and speaking to donors and shaking hands and kissing babies, you know, all that good stuff. And so we had a chance to talk to Bruce Pearl, had a chance to talk to Brian Harson, of course, and surprise appearance alan green the, the cameo we, we had a chance to talk to alan green so that was that was a nice kind of change of pace and a lot of interesting stuff to kind of pull out of what they had to say yeah so the big thing that we put in the paper was right you know we kind of knew it already but hey for for the fall they're planning full speed ahead you know the braves are at full capacity that's the plan right now so uh yeah i don't know was anything interesting about that i mean besides what he said and i will say you said the braves like in my head it's like yeah. they're using like maybe they're using the braves like you know how how like when there's a natural disaster, they they looked at Waffle House. They're like, well, Waffle House closed, so we were looking at they're looking That's at Truist Park, and they're like, ah, you know, Braves are. Well, it's kind of good timing. Well, nothing about this is good. Yes, but the timing everything is bad. Right, the, but the timing for college is kind of okay for to have the summer just in the fall in the spring sports the way they are. Just get done with that. And then, you know, let let baseball do its thing in the summer and make sure there's not any demon strains out there and then and then, you know, be full capacity for the fall. So it kind of it's kind of a good time for, for colleges to just, you know, be done with the spring, put it all behind you and then look forward to fall. But but as it like he said, so what did he say? He said, um, we're, we're planning base, on it. We're hoping, we're hopeful that we'll be able to have hundred percent capacity. Right. You know, basically that's what we're operating at and if we have to turn it down down the road then we will turn it down, which again right. to the point you made it was nice to hear that, but really, when you break down what he said, it was nothing that was like, no. whoa, wow. Right, 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 right. Uh, but, I mean, I think that's at least a, a good sign. Oh, for sure. You know, we've seen things that make us hopeful as far as the COVID numbers, and, and that was a big thing he hit on, too, is like, it's going to be out of our control because we listen sure. to the health officials because sure. they say you can't have, what, 87,000 people in Jordan-Hare. Sure. It doesn't really matter if Alan Green wants that or not. <laughs> they, they, they don't have that kind of capacity to do that. Sure. Um, so, yeah, it, it wasn't anything that was totally like, wow, you know, not quite like, you know, wasn't a mic drop moment like no. you tried to have just then. But, <laughs> but, I mean, uh, but still, it was nice to mic hear. Break moment. You know, we're all still, I think, on the whole, especially as sports fans, we're trying to take the little victories that we can get sure. as far as attendance and fans because, sure. I mean, as much as, you know, there was, you know, it was nice that there was college football last year. It wasn't the same. And anyone who tells you it was the same is just lying. I mean, because, right. it, you know, they had, what, 20% capacity in Jordan-Hare? Like, it, it was nothing near what a real season would have been like, what a, you know, a, a typical season would have been like. So that was at least nice to hear that, you know, that was coming along. Right. And so, and then you talked to maybe a little bit more about football or, or with, with Brian, right? Talk yeah. to Brian. Yeah, mostly. That was kind of the biggest thing from Alan's conversation. Um, yeah. you know, his was kind of short and to the point, sort of focused on that. Um, with Coach Harson, had a chance to ask him about the fact that the transfer rules have changed now and, and we've got an immediate – um, you know, you can play right away. That's different sure. than it's been in years past. 
and I asked him if he felt like that could be an advantage for him or what kind of asset that could give Auburn because he's a first-year head coach and sort of analyzing, you know, assessing what he's got on, on his roster. Mm-hmm. Um, so he talked a little bit about that and said that, you know, really they're going to know how they want to handle the transfer portal and sort of roster management from that standpoint over the next year or two because everything's so new. Right. And he pointed out that it's going to be really interesting to look at different teams and see teams that decide, well, we're going to kind of be more of a transfer transfer portal team. We're kind of going to sure. go that way heavily. And We've seen that in college basketball. Like, you know, like Iowa State. Remember them? They had all those transfers? Yeah, 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 for sure. And and you can see the advantage. I mean, I think, you know, immediately like a team like South Carolina or something yeah. like that, if you're trying to build that program in the east, yeah, I could see the appeal of going that way. So, what do you have to lose, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and I think, you know, Harson wasn't going to kind of show his hand and be like, we're targeting four receiver, <laughs> you know, or whatever it was. But he was like, you know, this is something new. And I did think it was interesting, like kind of – kind of coy he was like uh you know there's something interesting every day with the transfer portal sure like, you're just logging in and seeing who's on there now but uh do you think yeah. they get alerts like surely or no you know what they i mean have, like does it have notifications like twitter a, a support staff member that's who, true who's just like, refreshing it dave all right what you got it's been seven minutes what, what have you found out it should be like the you get a, a text alert and it's like the nfl draft tone like this is a guy from Western Kentucky. <laughs> We're not so sure. That'd be great. Um, but okay. Yeah, so that was from him. Uh, sure. Some of the other stuff that was just interesting in general, um, name, image, likeness. They talked about that because that's been a big topic. Uh, Kay Ivey signed that into law sure. uh, last month. And, um, you know, Alabama had come out, uh, the University uh, of Alabama had come out and said, look, we kind of have this program together where we're going to educate sure. our players. Sure. And so. Uh, Great recruiting idea. Yeah. Alan Great Green, social media post. <laughs> Alan Green, Brian Harson, Bruce Pearl as well just kind of talked about, yeah, we're having conversations where we want to have, you know, something similar. We want to make sure, sure to educate the kids because it is about the kids after all. Sure. Uh, so. Of course. So you of had course. that. Other than that, you know, Harson's kind of. Uh, you know, time with us was pretty short. Sure. He answered like four questions. Sure. We had like seven and a half minutes, so it was, yeah. it was pretty pretty straightforward. But I think the biggest thing was kind of the transfer portal and, and sort of what that's going to look like. And and then the guy that like I think kind of thought he could sneak by there was Bruce Pearl. You know, he was <laughs> like, BP's trying to get out of there. BP, yeah, I mean, BP was talking to us before we got started, and he was like, I mean, I'm not the guy you guys want to talk to, and we're like, actually, yeah, yeah, you, uh, are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> You're your entire, here. Your entire roster has changed <laughs> right. since the last time we talked that's true and it was really interesting you know he said you know people have come up to me and been like well how are your guards going to play how are your guards going to fit he's like you guys have seen as much film on our guards as i have i mean because they haven't been you know they're not here they're they're not working together yet um so it's interesting to hear him kind of talk about you know those guys he talked about wendell green uh, you know the point guard they brought in and he brought up that when he was recruiting sharif he went to west virginia for a tournament and all of a sudden he's like who's this who's this you know wendell green kid yeah. and, he, and he he said he called his son steven and was like who is this guy and uh he said Stephen told him, well, you know, he's he's probably like a mid-major. Sure. And he was like, he, he's not playing like a mid-major right. player right now. So, right. So that was pretty interesting to see that there was at least a little bit of history that Bruce had, had seen him play before and was impressed. And yeah. The other thing, too, Bruce talked about when they get together to begin team workouts, team practice, he said – 
I may take a you know maybe a day or so and just watch them play pickup, sure. just so I can kind of see the flow and, and see right. who fits where. Because he pointed out not only with these new guys they brought in from transfers, but he said you know it's been like a year since I've seen Jabari Smith play in person, yeah, and seen Walker Kessler in like a year and a half from sure. um, you know back when he was still in high school. So I think that uh, you know there's a lot of excitement around the Auburn basketball program and just got a lot of new things. I mean you know I, I was yeah. really intrigued with just how rapidly things change since the last time we talked to bruce yeah um, <laughs> you know i mean it's yeah seriously and, day. I mean, yeah. and you know he talked to about jt thor and said you know there are still conversations with him and as he goes through that process because that could be another piece that looks you know that doesn't come back in jt thor and, and makes the team look almost entirely different um you know besides guys like alan flanagan and jalen williams some of those guys um, so, yeah, it was really good to talk to Bruce because it was kind of a, a, a glimpse into what his mindset is as they've really overhauled this roster. Your, your Valley Rams lost 5-1, to one. according to this Game Changer update that, the, the Spanish Fort. Spanish, Spanish the Fort regional. is a formidable no, it is. team. Yeah. So, hey, Valley, Valley was fired up about the trip to Gulf Shores. So. You know I, mean? I think they get one more game, right? Yeah, Double one? I think they're still in it. I think yeah. they may move to the loser's bracket, but you just got to uh, keep battling back. There you go. One game at a time, baby. Uh <laughs> So Wendell, it's interesting you say that about Wendell. Like that is the new world we're living in, the new transfer portal. You know, if you like Wendell Green, then you like the new rule because that's the pathway he followed, right? You kind of said so, that too, like you were looking at Amazon. It's like if you like Wendell Green, <laughs> you might also like. We have a link. Yeah. No, no, no. So if you, so like Wendell, so he's in high school, right? Bruce watches him. Steven says, uh, right? And it's like, well, got to go prove yourself at. College of Charleston, or is that no, Zep? No, that's that Zep. was Zep. That was Zep. Eastern Kentucky. Eastern Kentucky. Yeah. My bad. Not to be confused with College of Charleston. <laughs> right. So go to Eastern Kentucky, prove yourself, and then get where you wanted to be to begin with. And that's right? smart, and I think even in college football as well. I knew I was wrong. That's why I said it that way. <laughs> but you look at it, too, the way you kind of pointed that out, like, as, you know, we always talk about, like, you're always recruiting, but it's to that point where, you know, if you're a coach and you're like, well, we really needed this guy at this position. Right. I mean, the recruitment kind of doesn't end. If he winds up, you know, he might not be happy in a year or two. You remember sure. that name and say, yeah. this is the guy we really wanted, and maybe we just lost out on him to, to whatever other team. I mean, the, the hunt kind of continues the way it's set keep, up now. Keep him on file. Yeah, keep me – you're like, keep me in mind. <laughs> keep, <laughs> keep him on file. Don't delete our numbers. So yeah, I mean, that's very interesting. And, and obviously Walker's the same way. But, but yeah, like there's a guy who this new transfer – this these new rules uh, benefits completely, right? It's like, you know, he, he goes and proves himself and ups his stock a little bit and then makes one more move. So, yeah, I mean, that's really interesting to me. I want to throw in one more thing from the Birmingham trip, just because that was the first time since I've been on the beat that we've gotten to talk to Alan Green in person. Yeah, okay. Very charismatic dude, which yeah, I wasn't man. expecting anything different. But, like, yeah, we're talking, and, like, yeah. at one point there's a guy that's running by, and uh, I think Nathan King was asking Alan a question. He's like, hold on a second. And this guy is standing there. Clearly he's been, you know, running a few miles, and he's like, hey, man, what you at? And, uh, nice. and the guy kind of looks over and he's like, oh, I, I'm on my eighth mile. He's like, well, how much more you got? He's like, two more miles. He's like, all right, man. Let's go, going. baby. One more rep. And then so the guy takes off and Alan's like, uh, yeah. man, I want to be him when I grow up. And, <laughs> and he had like a couple comments like that. And uh, I know Gianna Hahn from AL.com, she posted you know a couple pictures of what he was he was wearing. He's looking nice and uh, oh, yeah. really showing off in front of all of us. And, the, uh, uh, yeah. But, yeah, that was 
nice to kind of get a chance to talk to Alan and, and sort of, you know, again, it was good to hear this stuff about Jordan Hare and, uh, and again, good chance to kind of catch up with everybody. He's always got it on, like, even, like, whether he's on the record or not. Like, he's got to change a battery in his arm or something at some point. Like, does he just, like, go home and, like, crash? Like, <sighs> And that's what, at one point, he was talking about, like, you know, Coach Harson, what was appealing to him about hiring Brian Harson? It was like, you know, he makes you bring it every day, and we're all kind of looking at each other like, when's Alan Green not bringing it? Yeah, you know right. I mean? Like, <laughs> what day was that? Because we, we haven't seen it. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was nice to kind of catch up with all of them. And, and you know, there will be a Man's few more trips. Couldn't, uh, couldn't convince anybody to go with me to Nashville for uh, the Wednesday edition of the Ambush. Oh. You know, they're going to Nashville and then Pensacola. Then a couple weeks they'll be back in Auburn. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, so that was good. Uh, a little more intel it's been a few uh weeks and and even months looking at bruce pearl since we've talked to some of those guys so good to kind of catch back up with it nashville would have been fun i know nobody would nobody would fit the bill with me it's I, a shame I, I said i would drive nobody <laughs> nobody wanted to go to nashville and ask the same questions <laughs> exactly. well I, what i said what i was going to do was hit every stop and do the tv thing which we got yesterday which was so, what do you think of Birmingham? You know what I mean? Like, I just show up in Pensacola, and the only question I ask is like, so, what about the fans in Pensacola? What about Nashville? And then come back like, hey, it's nice to be back in Auburn, isn't it? <laughs> what do you think about the folks on Wire Road? Oh, yeah, what about Lee County? <laughs> Got a lot of supporters out this way, turns out. What do you think about Broadway? <laughs> I got a lot of thoughts about Broadway. Well, let's keep those to ourselves. It might be best for everybody. Uh, one more thing I want to throw in. We've talked about the transfer portal. And sure. We really hit on it last week. Since we recorded, there was another Auburn player that wound up going in the portal. Kind of the guy that surprised me the most just because of the timing aspect of it. Was, among the among the four, yeah. Yeah, Kamal Haddon, uh, who was a junior college guy that had signed with the December signing class. He decides to enter the transfer portal. You know, again, kind of surprised him because he had done pretty well. I know Jalen Simpson was singing his praises yeah. during spring practice. And he played well in the A-Day game and forced a fumble on Tank Bigsby, which we don't see all the time. Sure. But then Kamal, you know, decided he's going to look at his other options. And I think the biggest thing that kind of made it make sense to me was the fact that he signed with the previous coaching staff. He signed when Kevin Still was still the interim head coach. Right. There was the belief, which, you know, you had gotten the quote, I believe, or it might have been me, uh, with uh, one of our local guys who said, you know, they were being told they expected the coaching staff on the defensive side of the ball to stay the same. Right. So that at a certain been, point, yeah, that's what they were told. Yeah, yeah and, and I think that – that probably played something into that, that they were being told, you know, guys like Kamal were like, look, have been told, look, we're going to stay here. There may be a different head coach, yada, yada, yada. But, like, right. you can expect to, you know, be coached by, like, a Wesley McGriff or, or whoever it right. might be. And then it didn't turn out to be that way. So, didn't go that way. So, I think, to me, like, you know, again, it was sort of a surprise. But when you look at it with that and you look at it sure. from the fact that, Kamal's just starting his FPS playing career after starting off uh, at the JUCO level. You right. can understand why he would be like, look, I want to try to find a new home and right. try to start things you know, on a, on a good note and, and right. sort of weigh my options because there has been a lot that's changed since he signed to, right. to coming up to the spring. And, again, cornerback's pretty loaded, and you got Drayshon Miller coming in uh, from yeah. West Virginia, so it's not like he was guaranteed to even be a, you know, a second-string no. guy. Right. And here's a statement. We've pulled up a statement. I would like to start off by saying 
that I thank God for the opportunity to further my education, continue to play the game I love. It's very amicable is what I'm getting at. Uh, I would like to also thank Coach Arson and the Auburn family for allowing me an opportunity of a lifetime to be a student-athlete at one of my dream schools. However, after further talks with my family, we have made a decision. It's in my best interest to enter my name into the transfer portal to identify a new school and program to help me reach my future goals. Once again, thank you, Auburn University. So, like, he's obviously – it was obviously very amicable, but, like, hey, I didn't sign with these guys. I'm going to go see my other options. And they didn't recruit me either. Yeah, exactly. They didn't want me. Yeah. I didn't want them. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. He wasn't a Boise target? No, not to my knowledge. He's not. <laughs> right? Uh, so, yeah. So, you know, you got that. As we record this, there's a few guys that we know that Auburn is targeting in the transfer portal. Sure. Um, we're recording this on Wednesday. UAB def- defensive tackle Tony Fair is supposed to make his decision at some point today. If you see us checking our phones, that's probably why we're doing that. That's exactly what uh, I'm doing. <laughs> uh, he's a target um, running back uh, from Central Michigan, Jordan Ingram, who's a guy from Alabama. He's another guy that might be targeted from, uh, for a depth, uh, you know, adding depth to the running back room. Uh, and also Donovan Kaufman, safety from Vanderbilt, is a guy that we're kind of looking at and seeing as would make a whole lot of sense. He was a guy that played for sure. Eric Mason and, and obviously would be coached by Mason if he decided to come to Auburn. So a lot of moving parts. And, uh, you know, I've kind of – there's been days this week where I'm like, man, what am I going to write about today? Yeah, and it's Transfer like – then it comes up. <laughs> Transfer portal never never ceases to amaze us. <laughs> giveth and taketh away. Our and portal, for us keep giveth. Our portal is an awesome portal. That's <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Transfer portal whirls, whirls to life. I can still picture it, like the Battlestar Galactica. Like, I just know there was, uh, I think that was two football seasons ago, there was a weird shot of the Dallas Cowboys, like the light coming through the arena, or coming through the stadium. Yeah. And uh, someone put a screenshot of it, and I shared it and said, is this the transfer This is portal? it. We found <laughs> it. We found it. Dak Prescott is going to Ole Miss, I yeah. guess. <laughs> the underground. Okay, notification was not Tony Fair. Okay. Don't Tony worry. Fair Watch will continue. <laughs> um, let's switch gears and go to the Diamond. We'll start yeah, with sure. baseball. I wrote about this a uh, little bit earlier this week. Auburn baseball is just fighting uh, to make us, you know, to take one of the last two spots in the SEC tournament. Auburn's going to have to do some winning to make it happen. And to their credit, I wrote about this a little earlier this week. They are playing the teams you would want to play at Correct. this time of year because they've got Texas A&M at home this week, and then they play at Missouri. I'm just going to go ahead and say that if they don't win, I think, two of these three against Texas A&M, they're real, in real, real trouble. Because right. uh, Aggies have been playing pretty well lately, and Texas A&M is, is the team right now that's right ahead of Auburn. They're a game ahead right. in the SEC standings. So, so if I'm, unless I'm wrong, Auburn's second to last right Correct. now. Missouri's 5-19. and 19. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a number that we know. <laughs> we want a leader, not a loser. Uh, Auburn is uh, six and eighteen, so one game up, right? Correct. Or is that a half game up? I don't they're, know how that stuff game, works. Okay. And then Texas A&M is seven and seventeen. So they're a game up on Auburn. So they're a game up, right? And theoretically, Auburn. You need two of them behind you. You need two in the rear view. Theoretically, Auburn could get some help from Alabama if they are able to to really mess with LSU this coming week. But LSU. Again, one two of three against Auburn. Uh, so, you know, if it came to a tiebreaker, Auburn does not want to be tied with LSU because they'd lose that tiebreaker. So, I think the A&M series is huge, and, and if you can get a few wins there, um, you'd, re- you'd really be doing yourself a, a big favor uh, in trying to salvage the end of this year. I mean, I know that just going to Hoover isn't all you want. No, but it's what's ahead of you. That's all you got right. at this point to play for. Right. And. 
you know, you got to win at least, I think, two or three against A&M to feel pretty good going into that last weekend to have a chance of, of getting one of those last two spots in the tournament. Right, right. Have you seen the video where it's the what if the airport heckler could do it again? It's so funny. If you're watching this, YouTube I, that. I'm just very impressed that 5 and 19, you pulled the Gene Chizik. Because like at first I was, I was going with it, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Okay, somebody re-recorded the video after Gene won the national championship, and it's like five and nineteen does not accurately reflect. Well, the funniest thing to me <laughs> is coaching ability. Do you remember who the other guy was that people wanted? Turner Gill, brother. And how did that work out? Yeah, well, not too good. Sir Charles wanted Turner Gill. He was yeah. he did really well at Buffalo, but uh, Kansas yeah. didn't work out. And hey, he he wound up making it to Jordan Hare, but he was coaching Liberty. Liberty, yeah, time. that so, happened. Yeah. So, so we got baseball covered. Softball. I support this hire, and I'm glad to be a part of it. He's like, I got this exasperated voice. It's hilarious. You have to look at it. YouTube, it's it's so just funny. Endless. It's done <laughs> us so much good. Done us so much good here on this podcast. Um, Auburn softball. Yes. Take it away. Uh, they started the SEC tournament, and things didn't go their way. With nope. A 3-1 loss to South Carolina. Right. Uh, but it looks like maybe the season isn't quite over. We'll see. Uh, they got a, the, the, the Southeastern Conference is so strong that they might just make the regional anyway. Um, they were the 12th seed going into the SEC tournament, lost to the 13th seed in the play-in game, which is not what you want. Um, you know, when I look back at this season, um, they just did not score enough runs. Plain and simple, like and once again, three three to one. You know you can win softball games giving up three runs. You can. It's happened before. <laughs> but uh, so 50, they played twenty four regular season SEC games plus the tournament game, right? So twenty five SEC games. They scored one or zero in fifteen of them. It's not going to do it. And uh, yeah, and then and they're dead last in uh, in runs scored in the SEC, and the bats just never came alive, and uh, it never happened for them. So, uh, selection show is coming up. I assume it's on a Sunday because selection shows are usually on Sundays. Selection Wednesday just doesn't have the same ring. Oh, like <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, but we'll see. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, that's the conference is so strong that all 13 teams might just get in. But um, if someone was going to get left out, it would be either Auburn or South Carolina or both. So, um, yeah, right now they're at the mercy of the selection committee. I can't help but think, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, when you compare the Auburn baseball team with the Auburn softball team, it's almost sure. like you got a reverse card in the Uno. Yeah. Because for baseball, the hitting has never been a problem, but the pitching has just – has just killed them, right. you know, game after game. And then softball, some of the best pitching, you know, among the best pitchers in the SEC and just can't give them any run support. It's just so frustrating. i got to imagine, too, for fans who follow both teams, it's like you go from one yeah. you know, one extreme to the other yeah. if you're watching each team because it's just that each have completely different problems, but they're finding themselves in the same spot where they're really just hoping they can keep their seasons alive. Sunday at 8 p.m. Central Time. Look at that. See, I know some stuff. The power of, of the Google search. <laughs> yeah. Very proud of you. There you go. Well, the thing uh, I want to kind of close out the podcast with, you sure. know, we talked about the fact that it sort of looks like we may have a normal football season right. with Jordan here, you know, 100% capacity, sort of a kind of a, a throwback to the pre-pandemic days. And I want to ask you, Justin, when you think about before COVID was a thing, before the pandemic, 
you know, what, what's something that you miss that you haven't been able to do that uh, was part of your everyday life or something you were able to do uh, a lot more often um, than once the pandemic happened? You know, it's going to be weird. Like, that first time we do Tiger Walk, I'm going to be like, you germs. Yeah. Like, I, like, it's probably just that first time, and I'll get over it. But, like, that people packed in. It's tight. Everyone touch, you, a player touching that many kid, people's hands. Woo! We're going to be need, like, yeah. They need to get a support guy that's just hitting the little, yeah, every, every handshake. <laughs> and look, yeah, we'll ask the health professionals. They say it's fine, it's fine, but I'm going to be weirded out the first time. I'm going to be a little, little uh, yeah. But no, I don't know. There's a lot I miss, man. Um, I consider myself an outgoing person. I miss just, I miss traveling, man. It's been a long time since I've been anywhere. I want to go somewhere. So maybe sometime. I don't know. What was on the list? Give us, give us somewhere you want to go. Uh, we were going to go to, uh, we were thinking about going to Vegas for a, uh, for an AEW show, Double or Nothing. But uh, we might go here at the end of May. We'll see. We keep, keep tuned for that. We'll see about that. Because they're so they're in Jacksonville, so they've they've built a bubble. Well, they're still not really in a bubble anymore, but they've you know pitched a tent at uh, the it's called Daly's Place, which is connected to the Jaguar Stadium. Yeah. So AEW is run by the owners of the Jaguars, so they use that venue. It's like an amphitheater next to the Jaguar Stadium. So mm-hmm. they've been there, and there's now they're bringing in more fans, but that they're still in that venue. So me and Justin might roll down there at the end of May and catch some wrestling. We need like a bonus episode of just you oh, guys man. The, We'll uh, do it. I don't know if we get air. I want to see Sting. I haven't seen Sting in person. And he's with AEW now. I'd like to see Sting. He was my guy. I never, yeah, man. I never was really big into wrestling, but as a kid, I was like can't Sting. Can't beat the Stinger, man. No doubt. So anyway. For me, it's concerts. I just love yeah. music. Anyone who knows me knows I love music. I just love going to concerts, especially in the summertime, just chilling out. Yeah. Uh, like a, a grassy little knoll watching a show and uh, haven't had a chance to do that. So looking forward to, as long as everything stays the way it's supposed to, right. in early September we're supposed to go see Jason Isbell in Montgomery. So there you go. it'd be nice to kind of get back to, to normal and, and seeing shows. And do you know what venue it is? I don't remember. Oh, well. I, I just know that uh, the funny thing was my girlfriend got the tickets at Christmas, and she's like, oh, it's in September. And I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, going to be the weekend that Auburn yeah. plays at Penn State. But luckily, right. luckily it, it wasn't that. Right. I almost had a panic attack on Christmas Day. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> why? oh, my God, why? <laughs> but it wound up working out, and I'm excited, and I think everybody's excited to, to be able to kind of go do stuff like that again. Sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, unless you can think of anything else, Justin, I think we've covered everything. Uh, I think that was a phenomenal podcast. I think we killed it it again. Kudos to us. Pat's on the back. Didn't pick up any balls this time. Nothing. Oh, whoa. Well, I'm occupied with the microphone. We'll save this. We'll we'll do it next time. Um, again, everybody, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We're going to get Justin to learn to juggle before the next episode. That's how we're going to make up for it. Um, But until then... Jordan Hill, Justin Lee, thanks for watching, and and until next week, take care.